Have a cup of tea. 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 Ha! Sugary Brew, Sugary a Brew. podcast about life, life, tea, e, and everything featuring me, James Brewery Brewer, and you, Danny Sugary Sugary Sugar. And this week we'll be talking about um, tea, tea. We got a Rui Boss, Rui Boss, a hundred percent Rui Boss after last week. It ain't mixed with nothing. Well brother. done for getting that. And we'll find out that Rui Boss might just taste of hot water without like all the added Like all of the other tea that we drink. So, quick think... quick update. Yeah. So, last week I mentioned that I felt like I was, I'd been riding a horse, but I hadn't. Hang on. This is Danny's Medical Minute. Medical Minute. It's a quick one. If anyone other than me was worried that I had some kind of wasting away disease. Anyway, turns out... That night, after yes. the podcast, when I had the mysterious achy legs, yeah. in the middle of the night, I went, bing, woke up, yeah, and remembered that I'd been stacking wood all morning. <laughs> so, <laughs> mystery solved. You fucking numpty. What are you laughing at? I feel like I've been riding a horse all day, but it really confused me, and then I woke up in the night, and... Oh, yeah, I was riding a horse all day. <laughs> yeah, so... Bloody hell, mate. You don't leave the house or do any exercise for elementary, months on my end. my dear Watson. Problem solved, isn't it? So, that's me. Well, how was your week? Um, i got nothing to match that, have I? I don't know. I can't scale the heady heights of Danny's medical minute. Well, you might I'm just settle with... It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. That, that's what I would normally um, say. Kind of thing. Nothing. I think I think we are all in finer fettle than we have been in a while. Well, all but one of us. Which one? The little dog, Maddie. Oh yeah, the little dog Maddie. Did you want to mention? <laughs> we can dog go Maddie, there. Um, Maddie dog is of indeterminate age. Right. So um, my my then partner and I got her from the op shop. <laughs> Really? <laughs> no, we didn't. Did we? That's a funny a place to get a dog. Yeah. But she was just wandering around. She was on, and on we a picked lead. her up and ran away. You know how they are on no, a oh, on a bed the, behind the do counter. There's still an old lady wandering where her dog yeah. got got taken from when she went into a knob shop once. <laughs> and there's loads of old dresses at the SPCA. Right. So my partner of the time <laughs> and I yeah. went to the SPCA and got Maddie. Right. Okay. Um. And she was pretty old then. And this was an awful long time ago. Yeah, like, well. How many years then? Eight? Ah, uh, ten? It, it, I think it, you, it can't you had be her a when decade. we met, didn't you? No, we had maxing. No, we didn't have any dogs. Didn't have any dogs when we met. Really? Yeah. Because. I kind of remember Maddie The person in question. Around. Came to she visit who you. shall never be named. I'm more than happy no, no, to no, no, but I shan't. Um, we came to visit you guys when we first got Max Did because Max she thought first? it was a great idea, and then Max, of course, legged it into your house. I don't think we told you, and and Samba went, "Who the fuck are you?" Max legged it into the house. It was like in the first week we had him, right. and he 
pissed in the corner. Right. We felt terribly embarrassed. Sounds and about right. Put it in the car and went home. Oh. I That's... don't remember any of that. <laughs> well, You've got a terribly bad. I'll memory. tell you what. Yeah, I do. So Maddie is 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 rather old and has been a terrifically lovely dog and good friend to me. She helped me through um, difficult times. The divorce for the partner that I got her with. Mm. Um, a constant reminder. A constant reminder. <laughs> um, we had two dogs. She got the good one. Um, no, love you, Maddie. But no, but really, really was a was a was a great companion mm. through very lonely times and hard times, um, and has been. Oh, she's a funny little dog, mm. right? She's not. Yeah, she, she. She's a funny little dog. We sort of live quite happy lives next to each other, mm. but it's not like a companion right. thing, right? Yeah, she just mooches around the yeah. the land and says hello now and then. Can I have some food? She's got stinky breath, mm. and she's got increasingly old. She's, and there's these beautiful um, yeah. tracks all through the garden, so oh. out the back door, off the back deck, around to the chicken coop, mm. around the chicken coop, around to Marty and Sue's, then around the back. It's this one little trail of where Maddie's goes. Yeah. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. And that will be very sad when it's not yeah. there. Um, the point is that she's rapidly going downhill mm. and, and needed to call my sister-in-law out for a, you know, after hours back street. Um, she's a vet. Blue juice. For anyone who didn't <laughs> listen. Yeah. Um, so the days are Maddie's days are numbered. Mm, yeah. Not just because she's annoying. Quite. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So well, because that wouldn't be okay. No, it wouldn't. It's. I uh, genuinely love Maddie. Instantly. Yeah, and it, it's. Yeah, it's a tough time, but it's nice that you're doing it at home, and it'll be interesting to talk about what happens with Zoe after, yes. you know, we can have a little quick chin wag about that. It's, Zoe's relationship with Maddie is, is you know, the American sort of sickly sweet sitcom child dog relationship that you can imagine. Mm. Or, or Pixar relationship with, yeah. with toddler and dog. Mm. It's not that. No. Maddie often makes Zoe cry by sitting in the wrong place or right. looking at her wrong yeah, or stealing her food. And it'll then, be interesting to see whether her absence will, oh, will actually, we, like, at least sort of, you know, be noticed. Yeah, you know. it, it, it will do. It will do. Where's Maddie? Where's Maddie? Why is Maddie not here to piss me off? <laughs> yeah. And then when, Maddie, when Zoe does get all, all, all emotional and wants to cuddle Maddie, Maddie... She's not... Doesn't in, run away. No. And she doesn't... Maddie's been a little bit engage. like a hedgehog for a while. Yeah, she <laughs> just kind of goes eh. when when Zoe or, or any of us try right, to hug right. her or stroke her. She's, she's just like, she's not. I mean, you can stroke me. Mm. That's that's great. I mean, but I mean, you know that I'm not getting anything out of it, right? You know, yeah. um, that's my dog. Oh, all right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Daddy, on, on, on put, that note, let's put the kettle put on, the kettle have on. a little break, and come back in higher spirits. Yeah, man. It's episode 52, by Happy, the way. Happy! So this is... So... Go. All I was going to say was, if someone was to start listening to Sugary Brew now, and listen to it 
every week, including this episode, they'd have an episode a week without break for an entire year. Which is what Danny wanted to celebrate instead of reaching episode 50. Which is kind of... But, I mean, you know, you enjoyed episode 50. <laughs> so Someone had to. I'll give you that. We'll be back the kettle on. after this. Welcome back. Welcome, Jolly. Jolly welcome, welcome back. Welcome, Jolly, back. To shut up and drink tea. This week we have Healthries. No, stop. stop. This is an undiscussed change in format. Go on. At the beginning of every tea section, I'm going to give you an inspirational tea quote. Okay. Today's tea quote is, no matter where you are in the world, you are at home when tea is served. Oh. And that is by Erlene Gray. Now, Erlene is either a weird name or is the wife or the partner of an Earl, right? Like a Sultana is a Sultana. I, are you sure it's not like a, a play on words of Earl Grey? No, 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 no definitely, definitely, definitely. So Earl Grey was English Erlene... Prime Minister in the early 19th century. Um... Was his first name Earl or was he... Yes! Somebody find Earl. What is it? The telly programme. Everybody loves Earl? No, everybody loves Raymond. Oh, I watched more of Somebody Feed Phil and I just wish it was more vegan. You'd <laughs> love it. So, um, so that's my, that my tea It's my pleasure. All right. So uh, last week we had a rather unsuccessful... Uh, what's the word? Experience? Uh, Combination. No. Clash. Yeah, well, yeah. I suppose. It's not the word I was hoping for. Well, but come up with your own fucking words. Um, with uh, ruibos and spices. And it tasted just of hot water and cinnamon, basically. But a slightly, I think, I, I can't remember the brand, but it was, it it was like hot water and cinnamon and vaguely artificial, you know. Yeah, it, you described it as a, like... Packet mulled wine. Yeah, pucker, pucker. Um, so we what were you going for? There and then decided to try this week a pure Ruibosch tea. Or Red Bush, as this one calls it. Well, so here's some research for you. Um, Ruibosch. You come all like researched and <laughs> quoted up. Research up the But you didn't bother Brazil. looking who Erlene Gray is, though, but still. Well, Still, you don't yeah. want to know everything. Yeah, I suppose. Or intimidate our listeners. Well, it would leave no room for for confusion, would it? So, um, Rubosh is a... Rubosh. In translation from the Afrikaans, Redbush, is a broom-like member of the Fabaceae family of plants. You've done your research. Fabaceae. Fabaceae. The pictures on the packet make it look a lot like a kind of a long spindle... Um, broom. It's broom. You know, you know the broom? Yeah. Um, the thing that you... <laughs> or fly no. in the night if you're a witch. Broom is a yellow flowering, oh, almost right. pine-like. Yeah, plant. it does look a bit pine. It's a member of the Fabaceae family. Fabaceae. <laughs> I was going to say... Um, Rose, what, no, what's that stuff you make with roast meat? Rosemary. Rosemary. Yeah, it was. It's been so oh, long because you turned vegan. I know. 
But yeah, rosemary. I it always looks a bit get rosemary. rosemary and thyme mixed up. I have to Google it every single time. One of them is kind of woody and big with quite hard leaves. That's the other rose, one is smaller rose. with littler leaves is and, 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 and is slightly less strong. One's kind of used yeah, as a bouquet garni and one is used as an actual herb. That's the rosemary. Rosemary. So I just need some parsley and sage. You've got another one minute 15 to finish your notes on so, Rui Bosch. Rubosh tea has been cultivated, not cultivated, has been used for thousands of years. It's mm-hmm. archaeological evidence, evidence of, of Rubosh uh, for thousands of years. But as a tea specifically, um, only since the late 19th century, it's used similarly to black tea. So you have it in a similar way to the way you'd have your normal tea, which is a point of debate for you and I, because you always insist on having our teas au naturel. But I suggest that I'm not going to... I should have tea if it's serving suggestion is to have anyway, it with, I <laughs> with milk. I should have it with milk because that's the way I like my tea. I would give a less good review to a, to a, a normal tea bag. Sure. Um, so the thing with, uh, what we can, with your, new act, <laughs> your new actual research segment is that we should limit it to the brewing time each week. It's always brewing time when I'm around. Um, right, so let's get these tea bags out. It has Whoops, zero what? caffeine. It's low in tannin. The Rubosh plant is very high in vitamin C, but that is all removed in the brewing process. And an interesting fact is that early on, a company, um, Burke International, copyrighted the name Rubosh Red Tea in the USA. Um, which was later overturned because it's a you can't copyright the, the name, name of a plant. plant. But they tried, you know, suing. And I think in South Africa, it's like like champagne is in um, in in France or uh, Cornish pasties are. If it's produced outside of a specific area, you can't actually call it champagne, right? right? Okay. That's it. I'm out. I'm done. Well, and for that reason. Right, so let's have a... Smells kind of bland, which is probably why... I mean... It's... No, there's, there's, it's, there's a sweetness to it. No! Your opinion is valid, of course, except, as we'll find out in the next segment, I'm going in for a taste. Hmm. I think it smells quite nice and sweet. We haven't sweetened it. Mm. It's all right. I don't think it would... It wouldn't... Shall we have some milk in it? It just tastes like a tastes like tea that's got no milk in it. It's not a strong flavour. What are you laughing at? <laughs> yeah. I had so a this lovely one, cup of tea this afternoon. It's from Healthery's and na- Nature's Earthy Red Tea. Uh, I haven't actually read anything from the box yet. Let me just read one little snippet if I can find one. There's some bullet points on the side here. All natural Rui Boss sleeves sourced from the Cedarberg Mountains of north of Cape Town, South Africa. Nice. Refresh and revitalize the senses. Caffeine free. It's got a little asterisk next to it. Where's the asterisk go? It's next to the obelisk. Hey, hey. Where does it? I mean, why would it? 
They contain caffeine. Can be, yeah, right. Exactly. That's what I'm looking for. Why would they put a little star next 100% to it? 100% vegan steak, asterisk. Yeah. May contain Ve- steak. 100% vegan, asterisk, steak. <laughs> uh... Don't forget, the box is recyclable. <laughs> is it asterisk or asterisk? Asterisk, asterisk isn't it? Uh, traditionally joins as a refreshing caffeine alternative to black tea. Oh, so it's just... It's a bit feeble, isn't it? I mean... Yeah. There's, there's no... But maybe it's because it's just like a... Kind of the South African version of a gumboot tea that's got no milk in it. Yeah, but a gumboot tea has got is much more robust than this is. This is there's not. A it's lot quite to dark. It. Like it's, it is quite dark. It's and well, it's quite quite. There's a red tinge to it also. I do feel a little bit of a metallic kind of. Yep, yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Most basily, the sort of basil metallic. Basil metallic. Basil metallic. But yeah. Is that what you, you said? More scientific of me. I think that's what you said. It's not. Um, it's what? Right. It's, it's. It's. I think it's probably quite a good regular tea replacement if you don't want a caffeinated beverage. Yeah, and you don't want something that strongly tastes of other berries or fruit. Yeah, I think actually, it's all the flavour. Jen might like this. The flavour is all. At the top of the palate and in the nose. It's all very f- front. I'm getting a on the on the Yeah, that's 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 what on I'm my saying. Nose. It's like I it's mean, like a moustache flavoured tea. It's on it's it's like You should trim your tash, mate. It's you know? sitting like a flat palate. <laughs> kipper. A flat kipper on my tongue. <laughs> but a vegan we, we, asterisk kipper. We should work for Not the, the Roy Bosch marketing board. on their head. Yeah, what is that called? A kipper. Of course it is. Although, actually... Is that the little square one? To be fair, it might actually taste a bit more like a a juice kipper than a a fish kipper. I'm glad we got this sorted. Yeah, underwhelmed. But it's it's fine. Yeah. So... Should we send it over to Jen? Sugary Brew Review. It's fine. A good substitute if you don't want a, a, a caffeinated tea. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, it's... An uncaffeinated tea that isn't really a herbal. Yes. That isn't, yeah, yeah, quite. Isn't a berry or, yeah. a, or a mint sort of thing. Mm. Um, again, look, I'm, I'm finding it hard to get... Excited. Aroused about mm. Redbush, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Should we put, have some property and then get back and talk about... We'll be back. Some Bob Dylan. After this. <laughs> Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome, Johnny. To back. the entertainment section of Sugary Brew. And this week, um, we both watched... Eh, kind of. We both watched... I watched and Danny watched half of... I tried. Todd Haynes's, um I'm Not There... Um, which is a 2003, Bob Dylan, Seven, 2007, you know, mid-2000s biopic of Bob Dylan in which um, six people play different aspects of Dylan's life, which kind of weave in and out of each other um, and, and vary from 
kind of pretty straight tellings of Dylan's life to really allegorical um, and quite dreamlike, strange tellings of, of Dylan's life, um, kind of each occupying a different... So Dylan had different voices for his different periods. He, he, he literally sang in a different way, as well as uh, his music was... was, was um, took on very different sounds for different periods. And his life, the life that he led in different periods was very different. And I each one is personified by a different actor playing the part of Bob Before you, in this Well, film. you've kind of just sort of attempted to explain the mess that is this film. It is, without a shadow of a doubt, <clears throat> a mixed bag. I really struggled with it, and I think that my vague memory of having watched it before had a similar reaction, but I was less forced to keep watching, and I still only made an hour <laughs> out of the two and whatever hours. Two hours I think 15. the reason being... So, I just want to preface this by saying this is not a judgment in any way on Bob Dylan. And sure, it's, sure. It's about the film. Um, I mean, if you want a judgment about Bob Dylan, I'll give you one later. But for now, <laughs> let's private. stick to the film. No, I, I mean, I can not in private necessarily, but yeah. I'll make you a, I'll make you a, a best of Bob Sure. I mean, the thing is week. that I, I'll give you a quick, my opinion on, my current opinion on Bob Dylan now, if you All right. want it. No, let's, right, well, pause, pause, I'm not there for pause a second. What, oh. I think, what I think we should do Go on. is you give me the... the your your current status of Bob. Mm. I'll make you a ten song playlist right. that I want you to live with for a fortnight, a month, mm. and then you give me your idea of Bob. Okay. So right. current Bob current status. Yep. Current Bob status. Bob current. It's like a black current. I think um, Bobbier. Pretty early on in the film, he said he doesn't like being called a poet and he doesn't see himself as a poet. I don't really listen to singers' words as much as I do their sure. melodies and sure. syncopations as an instrument. And I think that Bob Dylan, while I found, I, I actually don't mind the music. Um, and I, I've just, from the, the certain exposure I've had to Bob, I found that his kind of rhythmic pattern is is somewhat predictable and and of the songs that i've heard he he of his vocals or the tracks his general, vocals right? not the music i mean that's what i'm saying but because I, I i don't i'm not really a i think that bob is very much about his lyrical content and about i may be wrong and you may correct me with your playlist but i think that he is for people who are listening to the lyrics and and seeing what he's talking about and 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 it seemed from the film that like his opinion was what was important more than the music well I, I go back to the film i think that's one of the themes of the film is that dylan from his very early you know protest in 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 quotes era tried very much to get away from the meaning of his music from, right. from being of import, you know. He very so, famously said, I'm just a song and dance man. Because right. I was trying to listen to the lyrics, because there was Bob Dylan tracks in the background. And, yeah. And 
Did any of the music grab you in any way? I think it's it's fine. Right. Like I mean, you know, it's a bit like a Rui Boss tea. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I. I, I like it. I like I like the sound of it. But then again, when I actually really try to, th- it's like reading poetry or or some possibly pretentious text that you're kind of like having to unpick it or feel a bit dumb that you're not really getting it, it, it or getting what is being said necessarily. Sure. Anyway, that's. So that's where we are on. on, on that's Bob kind Dylan's of by the yeah. By the right by, now. I think as far as a film is concerned, I found the format. So have, knowing nothing about the story of yeah. Bob Dylan, <clears throat> really, um, I found the different actors with different names. No one in the film's called Bob. No. Like everybody who represents him is a different actor. Like you, you described, I guess, different period in his life and a different imperson- person- personification of his period. But I'm not aware of his periods. I, I found that the personifications were a bit confusing. I couldn't, sure. you know, one of the first ones is a little black kid who's jumping on a train and talking to some like homeless people on a so train. Take that on its own. Did you, what did you think of that section? Well, it was fine as a piece of like, the, the disconnect for me was that it was, it, it was, I, I didn't know what was fact or fiction as Which far is exactly as. exactly what that section's about, right? That section is, is, is precisely saying that in his early years, Dylan invented, the entire film's about identity in, in many ways. The, 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 the title is I'm Not There from an unreleased Dylan song which came out through this movie um, that was, I think, recorded in the Basement Tape Sessions. And it's, I'm not there, I'm gone. As soon as he pinned me down, I'm gone. I'm someone else, right? So early Dylan, Dylan had a very middle-class Jewish upbringing. Very happy, very straightforward, very normal, Right. He comes to Greenwich Village in, in the early 60s and completely invents this hobo who, who, who had been riding the railroads. He invents the character of the kid that right. plays him. Okay. And Woody, right? So without going too much into Dylan and more about the, the movie, yeah. like I know that you're trying to ex- sort of explain the movie. Does, does, does all that... To, to someone who isn't familiar with Dylan, does all that get explained ever at the end of the film? Does it all tie together? Does it? You're saying that it's about... Allegorically, a, a of... yes. It kind of elliptically, yes. So you didn't... Did you get to the section where Kate Blanchett... Uh, the Kate Blanchett iteration of Dylan... Yeah. Is... is She's had where I stopped was an hour and two minutes in. <laughs> when it was a black me, and white scene where he just me out of he just rolled down the hill with, with the, the Beatles. Beatles. And then I just found it really like uh disorientating in a way that not not in a not in a good not in, way. In, <laughs> not in an enjoyable David Lynch kind of way yeah. where I'm like, okay, this is surreal and I'm on board with this surrealness. It was like it was almost like this it seemed really pretentious, like this is supposed to be making sense to you, and if it doesn't, then you're an idiot kind of thing. Um, I wouldn't make any defence for the film mm. against the charge levelled of pretension. Right. Pretentiousness. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
Dylan's music, mm. I think, is unpretentious. But that's not what the... Um, no, no, I know. No, but, no, okay. so, it, if, that's, if that's true, yeah. then this is a misrepresentation of, like, for, for some... Oh, no, I, I think it's a fairly an, accurate representation, but in a pretentious way. Right, right? okay. Um, but for, so, it's not a name so, for someone who doesn't... Who no. isn't familiar with Dylan? It didn't make me think. Oh, actually, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna explore. I'm gonna explore. Yeah, exactly. No, I, I, I wondered where it would land for a non-Dylan fan. Mm. Um, clearly, not very far from the bat. Mm. Um, that doesn't surprise me actually. Um, I think there are better ways in to Dylan's music. Mm. I think there's better ways into the. the fascinating story that is his life um i think i would have enjoyed and i think the film doesn't hold together for me either as a dylan fan right there are parts of it that i think that i really enjoy there are parts of it that i really don't enjoy hmm. or didn't enjoy um so what i, I was just going to say was that just after you stopped watching hmm. kate blanchett's dylan is is confronted with a journalist i think that he's at the interview yeah, uh, who's who's asking? I, you know, tell me. I think I, I stopped during that conversation in the in the car, not in the car. He was still out in the park at this at this. Yeah, point. yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that interviewer then uncovers Dylan's very ordinary middle class background right. and the fact that he's called Robert Allen Zimmerman, not. Bob Dylan, right? Except he's not in the in the film. He's called a, a Robert Allen Zimmerman placemaker, right? Which, according to this telling of the story, has a has a pretty catastrophic uh, um, impact on Bob, which is like then he's brought been out, found out late. Yeah, exactly. Whereas actually, what does it matter, right? But also, I wish and later on in the film that character. Did you come up to any of the Richard Gear? No, because I love. The Richard Gere iteration of Dylan and that telling of that story, which is kind of the, as Greil Marcus said, the old weird America, right? It's it's the period where he's kind of doing folk tales and there's lots of different characters and it's kind of Wild Westy. It's kind of Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, which Dylan starred in, and the interviewer comes back as a as a old lawman who has has hunted down Billy the Kid, Billy mm, mm. Bob. Um, it's just really interesting, and that's that's the coming together as 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 far as it goes at mm. the end of the film. The fact that it waited over an hour to reveal the fact that all of these characters are are made up, and it is supposed to be fiction, and it's not because I I, well, I it found is it, and it isn't. Yeah, but I I found it <clears throat> like really difficult to know what was supposed to be based on fact or fiction. Sure. Like, and I guess if you if you kind of know the story, then that may be more obvious. But it, it was just like, it seemed, Anna described it, and I agree, as just a bunch of unrelated movies all cut together. Yeah. Um, you know, even the character of Bob Dylan with all these different actors, each iteration doesn't have anything to do with the other. It's not necessarily, I mean, okay, there may be different ages or different whatever, which is the point the point right which is pretty accurate to to the life he led you know the the mid 60s speed freak dylan was so different from the one that was hanging out in woodstock with the band being you know growing children mm. making country music so this um, film is is for dylan, dylan fans. fans 
I I think I think <laughs> absolutely in a way that pistol mm. isn't right. Pistol is for people that want to know a bit of history, yeah. that want to watch a good telly program. Um, I'm not there. Is a bit indulgent. Mm. I I I really like the aspects when it's going away from the kind of representational storytelling. So the Christian Bale and the Kate Blanchett tellings are, are more or less straight reconstructions of specific shots, specific mm. angles, specific mm. album covers, specific concerts, which just look overplayed, overacted. Mm. They look like um, like a Ruttles version of Bob Dylan, but without mm. the jokes, mm. you know? Um, they look... Oh, you just want... You know, the, the live footage of Kate Blanchett in the 65 tour, the live footage of Dylan on the 65 tour is electric, is, is like n- no concert footage you've ever seen. Mm. This, if, if that's, you know, the peak of the mountain, this doesn't get to, the, to, to camp one. What? Whereas early Dylan mm. is playful, quirky, is, is allegorical, is funny, is, is quite light. Not light, because it's also serious. The Richard Gere Dylan is kind of like carnivalesque. It's 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 old west. It's it's really interesting. And um, I could have watched a whole film of each of those segments, mm. and then watched a documentary for the part of the se- uh, the, the 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 more realistic in quotes sections are trying to get across. Or well, maybe they, that documentary would have been better watched first. <laughs> Sure. Because, like, as as someone who's not familiar, I think it was all too hard to follow. Like, sure. it was just just kind of random. Anna gave up, like, <laughs> a few scenes in. Yeah. I mean, even, like, we couldn't get the subtitles working. And, like, even when he was on the train, speaking to those thick Southern American yeah. accent was kind of hard to, to understand at yeah. times. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought Heath Ledger was superb, and that section really worked for me. The kind of the blood on the tracks divorce section really worked. Um, the, the idiot wind is played as they split up, and it's, it's, it just gets you. It's really, really good. It's, it's, it, there are parts of it which are emotionally affecting. Mm. All in the second half. Right, okay. I never got to any of that. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, the, I, I saw that... The, you know, I, I, I saw what each yeah. part was trying to make me feel, but the fact that they were just like pieced together in in that like and the the fake talking heads, which really pissed Anna off. They pissed me off too. Um, which is, I mean, that's Julianne Moore, who yeah. is superb in mm. everything. Mm. I obviously didn't finish the film I wouldn't recommend it you'd give it. it a 6 out of 6 I'd give nine. it probably a 6 out of 6 probably a 5 nine. Uh, possibly a 5 I mean I didn't finish it so I <laughs> guess you know it probably doesn't get a 6 I would just finish up on I'm Not There by saying the soundtrack album is really good and it's it's um, a whole load of covers of Dylan songs um, by loads of different artists um, mostly backed by the band Calexico um, some really great tunes in it one of which does appear in the film, which is Jim James singing um, Going to Acapulco. And it's, it's 
an incredible scene in the film of a funeral of a little girl. It's um, stays with you, really stays. It stayed with me since I watched it at the cinema, and, and uh, when I watched it the other day, um, really hit home again. Um, I would recommend the track, the album, and if you're into Dylan, the film. Mm. But uh, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. I loved spotting references, but that's not going to be a game that a non-Dylan fan's going to. You know, no. that's that's fan service and that, too far. There are films that are about things I know nothing about that would absolutely magnetise me. But yeah. this just wasn't the, the for... KLF documentary, right? Yeah, neither of us are KLF fans. Although, I mean, having said that. I would have been. It's a documentary, and I think even I would be more interested in a realistic documentary about Dylan's life than I would about someone's abstract, like piecing together of what they think his personality is. Well, at some point, we should watch the Scorsese documentary. Mm. It's it's really really good. Maybe in a while. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe when I get to the other end of your playlist or something. Yeah. Um. So, uh, I'm done. You done, Dan? Well, all I was going to say was, based on the fact that you dropped this movie on <laughs> yeah, me last week, that I, I put you through that. I kind of knew what was going to happen, and I, I was going to struggle through it for you. And oh, I, mate. I texted you an hour in to seek permission to like yeah. give in and throw yeah, in the didn't. towel you didn't you didn't i mean i did i didn't ask straight out but that was my <laughs> yeah that was what i was getting at yeah. when i messaged you and well, said what's going on i'm glad we're close enough that you didn't have to actually say it for me to say no dude stop no well you gave it. me the you gave me the go ahead to stop watching and that's how I long after you received the text did it go off Oh, it was off before the text and it didn't go back on. <laughs> I, pa- I paused it to text you. Right, 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 right. And then when you said it was fine to stop, I just turned it off. I, I, there was no more after that. <laughs> so, no, 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 I'll, I'll carry think, on. I mean, I'll probably, you know, I don't know if mood had anything to do with it, but... I don't think it did. I, no. I think, I think the second half is better. It didn't help that Anna was like, what the hell's this pretentious drivel no, no, from no, no, behind no. her iPad? No, 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 I know, I know, but you were sat next to me drawing saying, this is so pointless, this is so pointless every <laughs> few minutes. Just tutting now and then. Yeah, yeah. so it's like, you know, if you weren't there, I wouldn't have watched it either. It's not because of you, but all I'm saying is, that didn't egg but me on to keep my, watching. Uh, something I would say, something I'm literally about to say, mm. is that I think there's value in... That. Watching shit films. <laughs> in watching films that that one wouldn't ordinarily choose. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, you're suggesting you're about to come up with. Uh, well, it, it does mean, does the, that, but also circumvents the. The, the only the, the, thing the pain is slightly. that w- with this particular Dylan film is that I had we had at least attempted to watch it before. Yeah. And my memory was vague, probably because we switched it off. Yeah. So go on. So what's the new plan? My man? solution to last week's problem. Last week stroke this week's problem is to offer up two options and for you to choose which one you feel is more what you're feeling like doing this week. So the first option we've mentioned before and I've already watched it, it's the Finnish film Worst Person in the World, which a bit of a spoiler, I really enjoyed. And it has quite a lot of different... um, 
Has he got sections. lots of different stories about one person going on simultaneously and kind of intertwining, telling their life from different point of views and different iterations of that same person? No. Cool. Great. Uh, the other one is a film that I've heard good things about called The Innocents, which is a Norwegian film described on IMDb as, during the bright Nordic summer, a group of children reveal their dark and mysterious powers when the adults aren't... Dot, dot, dot. Looking. I'm just about <laughs> to click through. In this original and gripping supernatural thriller, Playtime takes a dangerous turn. So, I think that film... It, just seeing some stills from it and reading that reminds me of... Um, what was that? Vampire... Uh, let the right one in. Let the right one in, which I really Super. enjoyed. Brilliant film. So, and I've heard really good things about this film. All right, I, I'm, I'm choosing that. Okay. I'm going to watch The Worst Person in the World at some point anyway. Okay. And I, I will re-watch it for that, but I watched it not that long ago, so I, I would re-watch it before next week, but if you're going to do that later at some point, yeah. then we can talk about it some other time, yeah. and I will re-watch it. The only thing I was worried about this was in... What was that film we watched with the little girl, the harrowing uh, uh, system crasher? Yeah. <clears throat> it might have that kind of vibe to it too, which I was I'm, worried I'm about cool. your cool mental it. state. But if you're good... I'm in a good place. Let's, right. let's bring me I'll down. I'll tell you what. Okay, so next week we will attempt to watch The Innocents, yeah. but we have a backup plan. Yeah, brilliant. If, if you can't stomach it for any reason, and I... I or. Or I can't stomach it. In which case, we'll go back to n numero dos. But yeah. Uh, so next week we'll try the Innocence, which has got quite a cool-looking poster. Um, which I'll post on. Uh, which we'll on post Facebook next and Twitter Monday, Monday for people to know what we're watching. Here it is. Nice. Yeah, like it. It's pretty cool. Um, so. Um, so do do head to Facebook and Twitter and follow us. Um, Anchor. F dot FM forward slash Have you got any mini sugary brew uh, reviews? Uh, hmm. Have you? While I think about two. that. Go on. So one is um, I'm currently thrilled by the English test cricket <laughs> rebirth <laughs> under uh, Brendan Baz McCullum. Right. So they've just beaten New you can't, Zealand. So, well, hang on a minute. You can't recommend cricket to no, no, anyone no, who I, I, likes no, no, cricket. No no, 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 no. I can because <laughs> if you're if you're if you're a casual cricket fan, tune into this because it's, it's what's happening in English Test cricket at the moment is is electrifying. Um, they've just come off the back of a three series victory against New Zealand, which I found really difficult because I was torn throughout the whole thing. They're about to start playing India in a one-off test uh, completion of a series that had to be cancelled because of COVID, postponed. So I'm really excited to be able to watch this new, this New England, to quote Billy Bragg, um, without having the the second thoughts and the anxiety of the fact that I want New Zealand to win as well. Hmm. So that's, I, I genuinely would recommend if you have a passing interest in cricket to, to, to get into to, to, no to one who what's happening a passing in interest in cricket is going to start watching cricket. Well, and well, anyone well, who well, isn't already well, following, watching. Following, following. Right, following what's the, the second one? The, the second one is I watched 
the first seven minutes of Rowan Atkinson's new Netflix Man vs. B thing. Right. I couldn't watch more than that. It's no. just cringe. Oh, I like this. Recommending not to watch something. Well, no, I no, think that's uh, that's a valid. Uh, uh, I'd recommend it's, not it's, to watch the it's cricket. Clear. <laughs> you can recommend that in your fucking section. All right. Um, it's clearly really good. It's it's not Mr. Bean. It's it's very slapstick. It's very clearly very influenced by like uh, Buster Keaton and Chaplin mm-hmm. and all that. Um, You'd, you'd have just... hoped that he would have matured into something a bit less Mr. Bean. I mean, I've literally only seen the poster for it, and I have no interest in even attempting to watch it. But um, I, I, th- I think it's, I think it's clearly quite good. I think it's clearly well made. I think mm. it's clearly quite intelligently made. I think it's clear, but it's just also just uh, too painful. I can't put myself through yeah. it. We'll be back next week. With Sugary Brew. Sugary Brew 53. We're not going to go to season two, episode one. I think that... We're going to shoot for the stars. Let's get to... I think we should stop at episode 1,000. Let's go to 104. Boom! We'll be back next week. See you next week. Okay, bye. Have a cup of tea.